Welcome to Overflow. It's been a little bit, but we're back and better than ever right in the heart of the season. Now presented by Kill Cliff. Happy to have them on board. Tell you a little bit about them in a few moments. We're going to be talking about some kind of crazy results from last weekend and something that came out of that, uh, an idea that I've had for a long time, and now I have the overflow of format to kind of spit that in. Um, but uh, first, a little bit about uh, Killcliff, who will be sponsoring this uh, overflow for the regular season and something, uh, you know, overflow we want to do more often as the as the season gets some regularity to it. And there's um, not only the topics that have come to typify overflow, the off-the-mat stuff and politics and um, peripheral things, but also uh, the, the college and scholastic season uh, w w with results in that uh, manner but uh Killcliff, you know i'll tell you a little bit about them they're a big deal in the crossfit world and and probably not as well known in the wrestling world but we're glad to have them on um it's a recovery drink um they sent us a they sent us a few samples that the whole office here at flow Cassives have been mopping up uh my favorite is lemon lime in the camo can uh, you know what camo has really been um popularized lately right i was watching um football games college football pro football games camo uh, people wearing camo hats and camo uh incorporated into their logos and things but uh it's like a manly thing right like facial hair and wrestling wear your camo grow a beard go chop firewood be a man you're a dude but uh we're happy to have them on try them out uh kill cliff recovery drink but man, what uh, kind of a, a weird weekend? You start with uh, Devin Carter getting beat by his own teammate at 149, and then subsequently uh, issuing a statement that he's dropping back down to 41. I thought he was a little undersized. I thought he would be a little undersized at 49 to begin with, and then he tweeted, "You know, I went from being small at 49, now I'll be big at 41." So probably a good thing there, but completely. Uh, Unexpected, you know. Mastriani is a good kid. This is the finals of the Hokie Open we're talking about, but uh, his teammate Mastriani, really good kid out of Jersey, um, but one wouldn't have thought that he could beat Devin Carter, and it was kind of a odd match where Carter looked to be in control, and then a takedown late, a takedown overtime, and near returning national finalist gets beat. Also out in the Cowboy Open, I was out there. Uh, Jesse Stafford from Air Force. First beating Austin Wilson, a ranked opponent from uh, Nebraska, and then beating Isaac Jordan, who was third in the country and a returning All-American Stafford. Beating both those guys um, sort of in that college college style, kind of, you know, tight, close matches. Uh, Isaac Jordan was a 2-0 win, I think, uh, an escape and a ride out in the third period. And, and uh, I you know, I think he's legit. You, you have to take some of these early season results with a grain of salt. Um, but you also have to look at him and see how the deed was done. And I think I think Stafford is going to be a guy to watch all season long. I don't think it was flukish at all. Uh, ben Stroh, uh, you know, another kind of odd, weird result. Um, Stroh beat Dudley. Stroh and Dudley always have crazy matches. It's the second or third time they've 
had really high-scoring affairs, and, and so Stroh beating Dudley wasn't that surprising, but then Stroh lost to Dudley's backup, uh, Studebaker, who then Dudley beat in the finals of the uh, Cowboy Open. And then the final kind of finger-quote weird result of the weekend was the Oklahoma Inner Squad. Uh, Wrestle-offs, call them what you want, uh, challenge matches. But <laughs> I think that I, I'm a pretty good pre- predictor of, of matches, and I would have got almost everyone wrong. Almost every result in Oklahoma State's wrestle-off, I would have got wrong. Um, Dean Heil losing, Gary Wayne Harding, the true freshman, winning a bunch of matches, including over Dean Heil, including over Brian Crutchmer. Uh, I think Crutchmer beat Heil as well. Just didn't didn't see that coming. Um, and, of course, the big one, Chance Marsteller losing to a couple teammates. Uh, I haven't seen the matches, but from what I'm told, it, he kind of gassed. And one of the guys he lost to was Chris Koo, who he had lost, who he had beat uh, a week before in an open tournament. And so it, it kind of gets you wondering what the situation is there. Uh, but he's a true freshman, Chance Marsteller is. And for those of you don't, who don't know it, Chance Marsteller, perhaps one of the most talked about high school wrestlers um, ever, often compared to Kerry Colott, um, four-time PA champ, won Fargo, won Super 32 a couple times. Um, and so, you know, you know, you have to, there's always that question. The next phenom comes out, how will he fare in college? And <laughs> the moment that they suffer a setback, inevitably, the message boards light up with boomer bust. You know, he isn't all that. He's he's overhyped, um, over-celebrated, and... Uh, Everything that he's accomplished in the past is just um, an aberration, right? So that's where my kind of thesis is this week, is that there is no hype in wrestling any longer. And it's been like that for a couple years now, in my opinion. Um, to me, To me, hype is unfounded praise. And I, I don't see anywhere in wrestling, the, the way the wrestling climate is, I don't see where there's any unfounded hype. Uh, they wrestle a national schedule. Most kids do. And the reason they get hyped is because they wrestled a national schedule. So you can't say, um, this kid got praise for doing something. This kid got praised for doing nothing. This kid got praised because he went everywhere and did everything. So it's proven. So what I'm saying is, there is no, there no longer exists hype in wrestling. And a kind of a spinoff of that is, it is possible to be really, really good in high school, legitimately good. And then to go to college and not have the results. People, for some reason, correlate if you were good, if you weren't good in college, then all the hype that and, and praise that you got in high school was a wash, was unfounded. And it's simply not true. I've seen a million good wrestlers 
come out of high school and not do well in college, whether they fizzle out, whether they just um, don't have the result or don't have the passion anymore. And I'm saying that they earned that. They, they, you cannot convince me that no matter if, if a Chance Marsteller or a Bo Jordan, and I'll get to Bo Jordan in a second, but you cannot convince me that if Bo Jordan didn't does not or, or Chance Marsteller does not have a good college career, you cannot have me believe to go back retrospectively and say, well, maybe he really wasn't that good in high school, because that's BS. He was that good in high school, and we saw his wins, and we saw him wrestle a, a national schedule, and um, I'm not saying this is just about Chance Marsteller. And I'm not saying that that Chance Marsteller would go on and ha not have a um, productive college career. We've been through this with Camp Latano, Colin Palmer, David Craig, and on down the line. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the uh, Welch-Winston chairs debates back on the Matt forums years ago, but it's always been debated. And... You know, it, it's relatively recently, but people don't, um, you know, we're spoiled now because we have all these national tournaments. But there was a time when, um, not too long ago, when there were really good kids all over the country and you really didn't know how good they were. And there really was a such thing as hype. And there was a such thing as, as speculation. When kids would win four state titles in this corner of the country... And you really didn't know how good they were because who did they wrestle? But you don't get to, a, a, you know, the national media, whether it's my rankings or, or Intermat's rankings or whoever rankings there are, you don't get to the one, two, three, four, five position um, by not competing on a national level. And, and being good in high school versus being good in college is not mutually exclusive. You can be good in high school and not be good in college. People change. Environments change. Circumstances change. Passion changes. I mean, David Craig was a phenom in high school. And he came out and he flat out said in, co in college when he wasn't... He was a very... First of all, praise David Craig because he was a very solid starter... He stuck it out for five years at Lehigh when a lot of kids just pack it in. He made a commitment to Lehigh. He wrestled all those years at Lehigh, and he honored his commitment, even though he, he very openly stated that he wasn't in love with it anymore. So was David Craig overrated in high school? Was he overhyped? No. He didn't have the passion for it anymore, man. It's possible for you to be an extraordinary high school wrestling talent and average or below average or non-existent in college. And I'll tell you, Marsteller is just the latest example. But here's where I here's where I say that, and it's not just me, right? It's not just an armchair quarterback. It's not just an analyst that says, yeah, he was really good in high school. 
Now, I, w- I was saying, you know, the Bo Chance Marsteller thing, um, that was debated hot and heavy. They ended, they never ended up meeting. And who would win, Bo or Chance? Chance or Bo? And it never ended up happening. Now, Chance did wrestle in a lot of national tournaments. If there's one guy who didn't and one program who doesn't, it's St. Paris Graham. Their guys don't go to many tournaments, although a handful of them went to Super 32 this year. Uh, Bo Jordan and Micah Jordan, they never wrestled outside of the state of Ohio, to my knowledge. Although they did wrestle at Ironman, the toughest in-season tournament in the country. So if somebody was going to say overrated, overhyped on Bo Jordan or Micah Jordan or St. Paris Graham guys, that's like the closest thing in the current wrestling environment that you could come to to maybe saying, okay, their, their, their ledger is limited, but they still wrestled in the toughest tournament in the country. And everybody who's ever seen them said, <laughs> yeah, these dudes are legit. And, and right on cue, Bo went out and had an amazing redshirt campaign for Ohio State. And then what happens? He goes and wrestles freestyle. And he gets, takes a couple losses, kind of got thumped by Ian Miller. And people are right back to saying, well, maybe he isn't what we thought they were, what, what, he, what we thought that he was. You know, maybe he didn't have enough um, of a national schedule in high school that we could really get a, a good gauge uh, on what uh, the barometer of what he actually is. No, it's not that. The kid lost a match. He's still going to be fine. There's a big gap in in their perception of a kid in high school and a kid in college. And everybody, as soon as they take a loss, as soon as they have a setback, they want to use the overhyped, uh, you know, the Mac, the Mac.com has that famous, I really enjoyed the uh, fill-in-the-blank era. <laughs> but uh, you got to be patient with these guys. And, um, you know, here is, for me, the de facto um, piece of evidence. While why I say, you know, don't take my word for it. Take professionals' words for it. You know, who, if you would poll the people, or, or if you took um, a poll of who the best evaluators of talent are in the country... Um, I think you'd get John Smith and Kale Sanderson's name at the top of that list. And and I say that, you know, I use Kale kind of the way I use president. You know, Kale's like a president. Like, he knows what he's doing. Great idea. Like, he has a good team around him, too, informing him and, and uh, advising him. But Kale and John Smith are by far the best evaluators of talent in the country, in my opinion. And I get to that conclusion by seeing the kids that they target and seeing the kids, frankly, that they turn down. You can, anybody can take 
a ranked kid, right? If a, if a ranked, if a top 50 kid is knocking on your door saying, I want to come to school X, you're taking him, right? I mean, if, if he's, obviously, if he's not asking for a full ride and blah, 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 but, you know, you're going to take him. So that, I mean, you can't really judge evaluators of talent based on ex- exclusively on who they bring in, but you can see who they target. You can see who they don't target. You can see who they turn away. And perhaps I'm a little more privy to that than most, but in my opinion, it's very clear that Kale Sanderson and John Smith are the two best evaluators of talent in the country. And what do they have in common? Both of them target chance, targeted Chance Marsteller. So don't take my word for it that Chance Marsteller was as legit as they come. It was the absolute truth in high school. Take it from John Smith and Kale Sanderson. Now, does that always mean, you know, there's there's been guys, there's been Chance Marstellers before, and they didn't pan out. Now, will Chance Marsteller pan out? I don't know, but guess what? It doesn't change the fact that he was the absolute truth in high school. And I think I think you get my point by now. But I'll leave you I'll leave you with this question. Why is it when a high school phenom doesn't pan out in college, the population, the, the wrestling fans, um, label his him as overhyped? But when a college stud doesn't sniff a world team spot nobody ever says well you know he was a little overrated in college they never say that it's an interesting dynamic and just like the transition from high school to college the transition from college to the to international styles things change man desires change environments change Coaches change. But that's what I got for this week. Think about it. So the next time a stud goes out there, a stud high schooler goes out there and loses or doesn't pan out in college, rethink, you know, reevaluate your thought process. It wasn't, it's not that they weren't the truth in high school. But that's what I got for this week. And we have a good slate on tap for the weekend. A lot of uh, a lot of live events here. Wyoming and Minnesota. Air Force in Minnesota. Journeyman Tussle. Until next time, guys. And thanks, Killcliff. Hey, go out and try Killcliff. I always say, if you need a guy to fix your roof, hire an ex-wrestler that has a roofing company if you want to buy a car go buy it from from somebody that's selling cars that used to be in wrestling same with Killcliff, man thank those guys really really happy to have them in the wrestling world and uh you should support those who support wrestling until next time Super time.